right now on MMA FamCast. We were live and in person at Bellator 178. We talked to the stars, including Hoist Gracie. We talked to Dominic Mazzotta. We were there live and in person. We had an interview with King Mo and Ryan Quinn, the interview that never happened. We will tell you our whole story. We'll tell you all about Bellator 178 live from the Mohegan Sun Arena on Friday night. So join us right now on MMA FanCast. MMA FanCast is back and on the attack. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back live at the Octagon 24-7 Studios. And I am joined by two men whose combined age are equivalent to the current year. Ladies and gentlemen, first we have... 17? Wow. Yeah, I think that's what he means. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have the man, the legend, and you all almost forgot who he was. Jim Sahara Mooney. What's up? What's up? What's up? Sahara, it has been way too long. Yeah, I've been I've been very busy. I've been very busy. Well, if it's has anything to do with wild stories of. Chasing squirrels out of your house. Yes. We don't want to hear it. Five. Going for number six. We've already had... Wait, didn't I, didn't I share that last time? You shared I about, did. like, one or something. I don't know. It was um, painful. It was, it was a good it was story. Painful. It was a good story. It was painful. So I'm it on might number be a, six, and we're going to leave it there. It might be a good story with a good storyteller. However, <laughs> that, neither one of those things appeared to be the case. <laughs> also joining us... Is the driver, the the man who took control of the wheel and got Octagon 24-7 and MMA FanCast to the Mohegan Sun and home from the Mohegan Sun, Johnny Stats. See, now you can change my nickname to the Midnight Driver. Well, I think it's Johnny Stats, no. <laughs> and you're just going to have to live with that. I'm, I'm petitioning for a change. You know what? We could, let's just do what we say very often, and that is, go to octagon247.com. You'll see the survey there, the poll for a new, new nickname. But every time but we, we mention won't actually it, we do won't it. actually do it. Just like the UFC Fight Pass thing that's up on our site that is no longer, um, like, going to help us at all, that's still up there. We'll make sure we don't remove that. Isn't that right? That's that's right. That's good. That's good. Okay. And the one we have, and the one we have that will benefit us, let's not put that up. DraftKings. DraftKings. Okay. So you will see, I am going to enforce that our webmaster... Take care of the issue of the UFC Fight Pass logo being up there and the link being up there. It'll be done by Friday. It needs to be. It needs to be done like last month. Okay. So anyway. So you need it done by March of right? seventeen of your of uh, your of okay. your IQ. March of your IQ. So you know, I don't think you want to know what my IQ is. Um, I don't know if so. We I was on a vacation for a little while, got news, and was never able to tell you. We did a quick podcast um, on Friday about uh, live from Mohegan Sun on Bellator One Seventy Eight. But I want to tell everyone, kind of, we'll back it up a little bit and just kind of share with our audience as. Our longtime listeners know 
we we kind of started this thing um, just as fans and got this got this podcast going, got the website going, and just really wanted to have fun with it, right? And so that's what we've been doing. And we've gone to some local shows, a show in Ohio. We covered that. We did a show in in uh, Pittsburgh here, uh, covered that. Um, and so we kind of got our feet wet with those and felt like it was time to just put a feeler out there, see what we could do to maybe get on a, a Bellator show. And um, we actually applied for a UFC show that was um, where where was that, that that I applied for UFC credentials? Was um, it Buffalo? In Buffalo. It was the Buffalo show, and I never I actually never heard back from the UFC, which I'm sure they get lots of them. And mm. and, and had we been approved, we would have heard obviously from them. Um, and there's no hard feelings there. It's, that's what it is. We're we're a we're a small small fish in a big pond. So applied for Bellator. And when I was on this cruise, I had I have an international travel plan on my on my phone. But obviously, when you're on the cruise ship, you're you're not getting service. But when I would get to a a, a location, I would get service. So I was checking my emails. wasn't even thinking of the Bellator thing. Checked my email, made my day. A con- confirmation email from Bellator. For press credentials, for me, for Bellator 178. And it was absolutely awesome. And so, was really stoked about that. The funny thing is, I just went ahead and did that. I let you guys know I did it, but I didn't really, you know, push for you guys to apply as well. Um, And you didn't. And so, I was now in a position where I was alone with the credential, but it was really hard. I mean, anyone who's covered an event, if you want to do a lot of different things, it's, it's really hard to do it alone. So we, you know, I brought, I asked Johnny stats, he had availability in his schedule and he came and we were at Bellator 178 at Mohegan Sun in Connecticut and, and, and Uncasville. Is that how you say it? I, I never really found out, but yeah, that, that sounds a, good. Yeah. But it's also in Montville, which I, I, maybe because it's an Indian reservation, yeah. or it's like it's it's Montville and it's Uncasville, and so that was confusing. But anyway, we were there. We were uh, we arrived on thir- early Thursday morning, and so we were there for the weigh-ins Thursday evening, and we were there for. Um, uh, Friday's fights, and we covered those, and we left after um, the final fights were over. We went and did some press stuff, and then headed home. And so we had a great time. It was uh, it was truly awesome. For those of you that aren't from the Pittsburgh area, um, which we uh, looking at our metrics, we have plenty of fans that are from outside of Pittsburgh. We um there's a there's a there's a local stud here. His it's Dominic Mazzotta. He was making his Bellator debut. That is part of the reason why we um applied for while well, I applied for this Bellator card when I saw he was on it, I was, you know, like wouldn't that be awesome if we could cover his next fight as well as we covered his last fight. Um, here in Pittsburgh at a, at a regional promotion uh, called Pinnacle FC, which is run by Matt Leshock. 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 And uh, and he's he he's a pretty cool guy, really good really good dude. And and we um so we covered it there, and then we got to cover his next fight, and and it was a great time. Got to meet um, some really cool people. Got to have a. Uh, Got to have breakfast with Dominic and and uh, his trainer, and uh, well, yeah, we just had a blast. John, I was trying to think of his name. M- Mike was it Michael Wilkins. Mike, yeah, it was Mike Michael Wilkins, Wilkins. who is, um, who was I should say, and will uh, will be again soon. 
he was Jake, my son. He was his jujitsu coach. Okay. Out of um, Stout. Stout MMA. Down in Southside, yeah. Uh, and I remember him talking about you know I I didn't know that there were any guys that fought out of that that gym, but there's there's probably three or four. Yeah. But Mike's Mike's a good dude. So we were able to. Uh... I mean, we, we had an absolute great time. It was our first experience with a big show and being a part of the media. And so, J Jim, you weren't there. And so I would love to, you know, I'm sure you have questions. We intentionally have not talked about it. Um, and so, like, I, I just want you to lead the, what, what are you wondering about? What, Lots of things. Yeah. What the so my first question is, are you saying you intentionally don't talk to me? As much as possible, okay, yes. I just want to make sure. There are times where it becomes necessary. So I feel like we we could be married if you were a female. You'd be you're ugly either way, whether you're, you're male or female. So I just the the best thing was I intentionally didn't talk with him the whole <laughs> drive home. So that we wouldn't cover any of the topics. Well, let's let's talk about how amazing cameramen you two are. <laughs> I knew this was coming yes. up at some point. So, so, okay, so, so I was kind will... in my article, right? Uh huh. Let's I just saw be that. clear. I was kind to not throw. But if you're gonna just insult me, what you need to do is tell everybody your feelings for when we lost. The first interview. Well, no, tell the story. We had a malfunction. It was an equipment no, malfunction. It, it wasn't. It was a. It was a. It was an it was equipment a human malfunction. Error. So let's tell the story. So we were at Pinnacle FC 15, which was a regional promotion that we talked about. Dominic Mazzotta. Yeah, we should hurry through this. <laughs> We should. I, unfortunately, and we didn't get the interview. This so is my first question. This is, is no, no, no. You are not getting away with that. I tried. So we, we go to this regional promotion and um, we cover it and we go down to the locker room after the fight and we catch up with Mark Cherico, who is a local Pittsburgh fighter, a, a great fighter. He should be in the, one of the big. Um, you know, Bellator, UFC sometime soon. And we run into Dominic Mazzotta, who also we know is... We know they're both of these guys are right on the uh, teetering, getting ready cuss. to go to the big shows. And so we're, we're like, oh, this is a great chance to get those before their famous interviews. Like, let's get those interviews. So we go downstairs. We, we see Mark Cherico. We ask him for an interview. He grants it to us. We get a five-minute interview. Next... Next time, uh, next we see Dominic Mazzotta. We we ask him for the interview. He grants us the interview. We actually have a great interview. It was a really good interview. And um, see, I don't I don't remember it that way. Well, unfortunately, so I don't remember. So this we interview. catch we catch the interview, and then we're getting ready to like leave to pack up shop, and I grab the camera. And I see a light on. And I'm like, whoa, why is this light on? And I open it, and it's recording. And I'm like, why is this recording? Mm, what'd you do? Did you, you were the cameraman. Oh. I was the interviewer. Sahara Mooney see, did not record either one of the interviews. This doesn't sound familiar at all. I was livid. Absolutely livid. I was so angry that night. And Jim, you can put down your... Your fakeness. You were pretty disappointed as well. Yeah. So it's not coming to me. <laughs> so that happens, right? I was very not happy. I want to know what. Okay, so I, I want to know what you said to your wife when you got home, because that had to come up at some oh, point. Oh, <laughs> trust me, I, I was. I was I'm not a fan of Jim Mooney at the time, nor am I ever. Right. But, but I, yeah, I didn't say good things about you. I'm just gonna be honest. I was, but I also knew that um, it was an accident. You felt bad, 
and it was. I just needed this a night to sleep on it, right? So we are now in Uncasville. But nothing like that would ever happen again. It would never we happen would again. Never. Solar so equipment. Uncasville at the Mohegan Sun. And we are outside of our we're in the hotel lobby, which if you've ever been in the Mohegan Sun, we'll get a little bit more into that. But this this is a phenomenal location. Do you know anybody that can work camera equipment. I do. Johnny Stats nice. has a history. Yes. He is, I he, like it. Thank you very much. He has been trained on camera work from a legit, you know, legit operation. And so so we 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 do we do an interview. First interview was with Dominic Mazzotta on Friday, day of the fights. We we run into him. Saw it. Good interview. And and we and we actually before that interview, we sat down. We had breakfast with him. We we had breakfast with him for an hour. We were sitting there. Great guy. Let me just tell you, Dominic Mazzotta is a class guy. He's a class act. A uh, uh, truly good dude. Okay, and. Uh, you know, I this was only the second time I met him. I really feel like he's the dude that like he's like your friend because he's a he's a like a legit dude, you know. And so, what well, which which coming from a media side, you kind of have to not try not to do that. But but see that for this us, is though, it's yeah for us it's a little different. It is while we our media. We're doing this from the fans. We're doing side. this from the fans' perspective. So I'm not putting that guard up. I'm okay with being, you know, I'll admit when 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 the fight happened and Mazzotta got knocked out, was I was bummer. personally mm. invested in him, and I'm fine with that. I literally stood up and was like concerned for his well being, and and it was heartbreaking and. You know, I reached out to him after the fight and let him know, you know, uh, that I was praying for him, and and he he responded and thanked me, and uh, really an awesome guy. And so, yeah, I was I I admit I was not, you know, unbiased, and I my heart was with Mazada, and and you know that wasn't the result we wanted. That that is what it is, but. The dude had had breakfast with us. Uh, Johnny Stats kept calling it lunch because we didn't get out until twelve, but we, but we got there at eleven. So it's we got breakfast. we got our food at like twenty to twelve. But we ordered it at eleven, and no. and both Johnny Stat or both Dom Dominic and Michael both ordered breakfast, okay. and they said we're going to breakfast. breakfast you want? Yeah. I think they get to decide what we had. It was so breakfast. then it was second breakfast. No, no, we hadn't eaten first. breakfast. It was our first. But no, well, then it was 11Zs. It was brunch. It was brunch. If it wasn't second breakfast, then it was 11Zs. It was so we had we had uh, breakfast with them. He said, you know, what? he said at one point, was this the interview? And I was like, no, we'll do something on camera, like, after we're not at the table. And he's like, oh, okay. And I said, I'm going to write a feature article. This is, I'm going to. This is what I'm gonna and and he's like I'm taking mental notes and he had it up. Now who who's who's saying this to you, Dom or your professional camera guy? Dom. Dom. Wait, okay. no, a professional camera guy would get paid. So yeah, all expenses paid. You got all expenses paid. I drove straight through the night two nights. Well, you're up then anyway. That's a long drive too. It's a long drive. And it's a boring drive. In, in 24 hours. He wouldn't let me drive. 24 hours. You were sleeping. What was I going to do? I... Yeah, yeah his snoring was keeping me yeah, awake. See, so. that, see, that was helped yeah. your nice. Arcadian yeah, rhythm. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, so we, we have our first interview. We interviewed Dominic. Good interview. And then in comes... Hoist Gracie coming into the lobby, strolling no, around. Who's he? Yeah, whatever. Is that Roy? Okay, that's not even funny. Like, no, you're being serious. No, I know you're you're so serious. Um, so Hoist Gracie's walking in the lobby, and and we spot him, and we're like, 
I'm, I'm going to go get him. And I just jet up out of my seat and run over to him. And I was like, and the weird thing is there's guys that like, like he looked at me like he knew me. And I don't know if he just knew I looked like a typical MMA this he's looking at. guy or something. I don't know. But anyway. Your aura was yeah. really on, on fire. Well, you weren't even there, so he didn't smell your aura. So... Um, I was so, trying to be nice. So I went over to him, and I introduced myself. Hey, I'm Ryan Middleton from Octagon 24-7. Would you mind uh, sitting down with us for a quick interview? And he says, oh, absolutely. And so then we interview him. Both of those interviews are available on the Octagon 24-7 YouTube channel. So go there uh, and check out those interviews. Um, Hoist Gracie with Octagon 24-7 and Dominic Mazzotta. So then in comes um, Ryan Quinn and Ooh, did you get him? King that Mo. Be- King Mo! Yes, King no. Mo and Ryan Quinn. Nice. Together come into the lobby. I say, hey, King Mo, would you? and I go over and introduce myself. I was like, can I get a quick interview with you? He's like, yeah, I'll bring Ryan with me. And I'm like, great. Sweet. We sit down on the couch. Uh-huh. They sit... I sit in between them, and and I have Ryan Quinn on my right. Yeah, and and I got a great picture of that. And I have King Mo on my left. Yes, I got a great picture of that too. And we had a five-minute interview-ish. I don't know, maybe a little bit longer. Two and a half. No, because three three and a half minutes was Dominic Mazzotta, and it was much longer than that. So I'm going to say a five-minute interview. This had to be a good one. It was a good one. Yeah. And what do you know? I look at the camera t- ten minutes later; it's still recording. We did get some oh, good so you audio. Got on some that. audio afterwards too, like uncensored, candid camera. No, types? he pulled a Jim Mooney and didn't record the whole thing. Nah, see, I don't. That doesn't sound right. I think there's something wrong so, with your equipment. See, is there right, some, so there's I got, something wrong with I got camera. what? One, two, three, four, five, six out of seven. That's some pretty good odds. Six out of seven. Yeah. And zero out of two. Right. So he's saying you're terrible, Sarah. No, because I got interviews up on the balcony at uh, 15. With who? You. That's not an interview. That's a a promo. That's a... We got the promos. That doesn't... Um, We had some fan interviews... You didn't record those. It doesn't matter. We got them. <laughs> you are the point is you two collectively are the worst. Are a terrific. Well, if you hadn't screwed up the interview to begin with with King. Oh Mo yeah, and I Ryan. want to hear this. Yeah, what, what happened? He, he he didn't do his. He couldn't pronounce the name of the place we were. You know the no, town. No, I we said. Were at. What did I say? Unkas Unk. No, Unkas, I have Unkas. I have that. Yeah, you actually recorded that. Yeah. Because so, I was ready to go, but you couldn't deliver in the clutch. So there's three of us sitting here in this room right so now. So I got actually seven out of eight. And two out of the three yeah. of us have totally botched recording an interview. Totally botched. Not I mean, totally. So let me just tell you. So I the camera that we have, is it, it has a, a, a flip-out yeah. thing, and that's what you watch as you're recording. And it will show if you are recording on that screen. What does that look like? The whole time it'll show you if you're recording or not. Does it say so you, have you to are recording? Sit through the whole thing, the screen you're watching, and not realize it's recording. What does it say? So, Mooney, stats, you guys are the best. The Midnight Driver. So, what else do you want to know? Um,. The weigh-ins. weigh-ins, we've seen we've seen a number of weigh-ins. Yeah, that's right, and that was recorded very well on our video. The first one that we ever okay, technically the second one because we were at the uh, UFC fight night in Pittsburgh mm-hmm. for the weigh-ins down at Stage AE, mm-hmm. but that wasn't the weigh-ins that happened in the morning. We got to see unofficially. I mean, we didn't see, but we heard around the corner. From uh, Cleveland to, at two o three, 
saw right. the fighters coming down. I'm just curious what it was like being in the room. You got to see the fighters coming in. Okay, so the um, so the weigh-ins were held at a very different kind of. So the casino is connected to the arena, and there's like a hallway, and right where the where the casino like edge meets the hallway is the um, the ticket booths for the the arena and right in front of the ticket booth is where they had the 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 weigh-ins so that people that were walking by going through the casino could stop and watch the live weigh-ins and uh so they were able to get like an audience but i don't think there would have been much of an audience i mean there would have been there were probably 70 people there for the for the way sounds about right yeah um, I mean, there was not a, including like media and cameramen and stuff like that. So there were probably seventy fans there for the weigh-ins, but there were probably a hundred more people that stopped like out of interest. You know, just something's going on. Let's watch. Um, so the weigh-ins were fun. We got to uh, go right in front of the. They had like tables and then like a. a, a uh, their control board and the control stuff. board and, and and then the cameras up on tall um tri- scaffolding no tall um, tripods. tripods but it was up on up on like a, a riser it was up on a riser like they were standing on risers and the cameramen had these big tripods and we literally just stood in front of them and recorded whatever we wanted and took pictures and did all that so when you say we me and Johnny Stats. So he was allowed to be a part of that as working off of your uh, well, w- you didn't your need, credentials. Yeah, you didn't need credentials for that. But, I mean, if we weren't, you wouldn't have gotten where you were if the, they didn't know you were media. Correct. They probably would have moved Yeah, the, the the girl that was blocking people off, like, saw we had all the bags and stuff, cameras and all that stuff. So she knew we were media and she kind of just let us do our thing. But anyone else that tried to get in there, she was stopping. Cool. Um, so there's, then, there's plenty of video recorded from that too. It was it was very well done. You Some did of, it, didn't you? Oh, was that me? Was that you? Oh yeah, I guess it was. So then we're at now like there's eight of that, nine, maybe yeah, nine of ten, yeah. ten of we're like yeah. up there. Yeah. When you say we're, we're. I mean, you're talking him as weird. Like as a professional team. videographer team. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's, let, let's. Okay, let's so just not funny. Next question. I'll get to the uh, the actual fight, but did those? Uh, what about post fight? I know. I, I think I remember you saying that you weren't gonna hang out for it. Okay, so here here's what happened. We were watching the fights. The the main event ends. They had a bunch of prelim fights. They had too many. They knew they had too many. So there's like prelim fights that are it was swing a fights. Big car, yeah. So there's there's prelim fights that are swing fights. So they had three fights that didn't make it onto the prelims. So those become postlim fights. So when when we were um, the the fights were ending, we were like kind of casually getting our bags together. We weren't gonna stay for the postlim. So then one of the one of the guys uh, for Bellator comes over, the the guy that was doing all, all of our stuff, and he says, hey, um, I'm going to take you guys back. You guys can do some uh, media scrums. I'm like, sweet, that's nice. awesome. So he takes us back, and some of the fighters are being introduced. We're going in as they're Were going out. of this? Yes. So we had to w- wait. And good thing you came down when you did. Yeah. Because I said you can. They said they announced over the speakers. Once the the spike televised portion ends, you are free to come. The, the floor is open. You can sit anywhere you want. It was a, a packed. Which I didn't catch that. So I, had you not it was told a, me to get down oh, okay. there, I would have. It was a packed crowd. Not Which, like, by the way, it it played out. The crowd noise really came through. Oh, it, it was a As, good crowd. But yeah. I'm, I'm comparing it to UFC events. Yeah. I've seen plenty of them. Yeah. 
But this one seemed to really come through really well. I mean, it, it was it was a well attended event. I was surprised how well attended it was. So I think the arena seats ten thousand. They had one section the... blocked off yeah. behind where the entrance, where the fighter, the side of the fighters come out is blocked off a little bit. So, I mean, they probably ha- blocked off 2,000 seats. So yeah. there had to have been eight, th- at least, I would be curious to see the gate yeah. on that. But I'm guessing 8,000 people, 9,000 people. So you go to the post fight, you go to the media scrum. So we the- go to the scrums and, um, they had they had three different people come out, and so we just were able to ask them all the questions and. Nice. It was cool. It was really cool. Now, was it a a big, um, media event? A lot of. Uh, so the the zoom. the scrums were maybe ten media. Yeah. If that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't that many, and I don't know, like I don't know who all they opened it up to. Yeah, I mean, they literally came over to certain people and said, hey, do you want to come do the scrums? So, like, there were guys sitting in front of me from, like, there were credentialed through ESPN. These guys didn't do a thing. They didn't have a computer with them. They were, it was like they were just there to watch. Riding coattails. Yeah, they were just there to watch. They just, like, were able, they were sitting in front of me. They had a table. I didn't have a table. I just had a chair. And they did nothing. I I highly doubt that they did anything to re, to promote the fights or review them or anything. So going forward, do you would you feel comfortable asking, "Hey, can I get a table? And is there any well, way to get my stuff set up so that I can so cover this better?" Yeah, I mean they they would be foolish to have to not give the credentials to the big ones. You know. Well, I mean that I understand. Right. I didn't know if what was going on in front of you, if it, there would have been was, room to accommodate. It was unbelievable you. that there were supposed press members. Now there was a guy right in front of me that was with MMA Junkie, and he was doing tons of work. And the guy to his right, which was you know at my like one o'clock, who was doing his work. But then there was the guy to the right of me, um, like at eleven o'clock, that were ESPN that were doing nothing. And it was just disheartening to me that like, like you're you're sitting there because you, because you're promoting the event and you're you're not covering it at all. You're, do, you're taking no notes. As a matter of fact, the one I, I don't know that they'd ever been to. It was like, oh, you, you can go for free to this MMA event. You know, yeah. it was like they had never been to like an MMA event or like covered MMA. Interesting. Um, the one the one fighter in one of the prelim fights. Um, it's a wrestling move, but, like, if a guy has you from behind, you can try to, like, roll out of it and just, like, duck your head and roll and, and get him off of you. And he did that. It's nothing I don't see in my kids, you know, <laughs> my kids' wrestling matches. And uh, and he's like, oh, that was so cool. And I'm like, this, like, seriously? Hmm. But um, So what about uh, oh, his, na- <coughs> his name just slipped my mind. From uh, Toronto, from uh, from Canada. I don't know. Who you're I talking can't about. remember. Was he who? We rode the he elevator the with him in uh, New York. Toronto. Oh, Michael Landsberg. Yes, yes. Michael Ma- Michael Landsberg. No, I, there was there was no recognizable media there okay. that I that I recognized. Did Did you recognize him? I no. tried not to. Yeah. yeah. But a lot of them recognized <laughs> each other. A lot of the media guys like, hey, what's up, Joe? Like, so probably the regular Bellator, you know, a lot of the regular Bellator crowd. Right. Or I, I think more of like the Connecticut, like New York. Oh, regional. Regional, like mm-hmm. cover events. Because I asked the one guy, I'm like, how many, he was working for MMA Junkie. I was like, how many events do you cover a year? And he's like, oh, about five or six. So I don't know. So that's what we hit last year, 2016. What, five or six events? Five, I think. That we covered? Okay, so covered, we we covered. 
We covered two. two. If you count two o three, which we started well, yeah, acting got, like I we see, were covering. I would count two o three. I mean, we were there. We started like recording stuff and like asking Alistair Overeem if he liked Cleveland and just like kind of like that's actually what spawned us even doing this where we were just filming the guys getting off the buses and stuff and they were waving at us like we were media and we were like well let's just be media then so all that access that we had in Cleveland came just because we happened to be staying at the same hotel yes was staying there- at the same hotel as fighters is gold right like right. we could have gotten many more interviews so you didn't have that well no this time. that's we that's how we i mean we just got the interviews by hanging out in by the lobby hanging out in the lobby and we could have gotten we could have gotten Daniel Strauss at any time. We could have interviewed him. Yeah, he him. was hanging around. Well, I don't know lobby. why I didn't. He was the champion. Like, what was I, I thinking? Yeah. We were going to actually go and interview him and ask him for an interview, but then we ran into Dom, and that's when we went to breakfast with you Dom. You stayed at the same hotel as Dom? Well, we stayed at the Mohegan Sun. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it, and we happened. Sorry, yeah, so there's was, different towers. Right. And we yeah. happened to be in the same tower as apparently most of the fighters. Okay. Cool. Very cool. So, yeah, it was a great experience. The, that, the, the Bellator guys, um, I was very uh, pleased. We They treated yeah. us very well, very cordial. Um, That's why I texted you. You know, it was like Cleveland all over. Yeah. You know, for you two, though, this time. Yep. With that, with that kind of access. And I was, I didn't have the, I didn't have a press credential, but they still let me go with for the scrum so that I could film it. We didn't so. really, I mean, I don't know that he really, I don't really think he realized that you didn't have a credential. He recognized you from the weigh-ins. Right. And then said, hey, guys, come on. And we're not going to say, well, I, yeah. I don't have a credential. So, but then we were talking to him afterwards and uh, and told him that he, we did, he didn't have a credential. So did you make any connections? Did you try to reach out to anybody and... You mean for Bellator? And, well, yeah, just anybody in general, whether there was other uh, coverage sites? No, there was really, I mean, it wasn't... Not really a chance to branch out. Not mm-hmm. really there. I mean, I it, it, if we get, listen, if we get to go to Bellator 180 and, and, and get um, credentialed for it, then there's going to be lots of opportunity there. Uh, I think that... And if we can get in the same hotel as the fighters, it it's there weren't other media people doing what we're doing. It was just like Cleveland. We were the ones that were doing interviews in the lo- hotel lobby, and we were the only ones doing it. Yeah, it was surprising that there wasn't was wasn't more and attention. So, and so the once and once we got to into the event, there's thirty media guys. But they weren't anywhere to be found leading up to it. I, we were the only ones that were, like, yeah. in the lobby and hanging out with them. So Dan Kitchen from um, Bellator, I think Bellator uses a promotional company, um, and, and and he works for the promotional company and is probably a somehow a Bellator employee. He was the guy that really... Um, ran ran this and, and helped us out a lot and so we give a lot of thanks to him um cj tuttle also um helped us out uh a lot as well so mad big props to cj tuttle and dan kitchen we appreciate your uh you're giving us this opportunity i think Excellent. we did i think we gave uh some pretty good coverage got some good good um Good material out there, um, good, you know, and so yeah, I thought it was uh, great. I'd love to love to go to 180, man. That's the that's the new goal is to get credentials for 180, and uh, and and go to Madison Square Garden for our second time. That's the que- I, I knew there was another question. So you said um, there were other um, coverage sites that were there. Did they have multiple? employees or you know multiple 
press credentials. Uh, like yeah, I couldn't you really said pay MMA that much was there. Yeah, there was just one guy. Just one guy. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, you know, wondering if they issue one to each site. No, I mean there were two ESPN guys there. There were an MMA junkie. If they would have wanted to, I'm sure they would have gotten to. Yeah. So it's but they are ex- they are expecting a lot more media for 180 as well. So, but there there weren't harder. so MMA junkie. He was not live tweeting. He was, I mean, he was live tweeting under his name. But there was the MMA junkie tweet. Twitter was by someone else. Like someone else was doing it. It wasn't him. It wasn't the guy that was sitting in front of me. Hmm. It was. And did you see the ones? Bellator 179 is at Wembley Stadium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, talk yes. about hitting the legendary spots. Yeah, I mean, well, and that's what if you take a look at the interview with Hoist Gracie on Octagon 24/7's YouTube page, um, you could take a look at it there, and and you see he's talking about you know how much he's really liking, how much he's really enjoying. Um, the travel and doing all the things that Bellator is asking him to do is travel around and spread the brand. And, and that's what he's doing. He's, he's doing it and he's loving it and he's training people. And, um, yeah, I would have loved to see him, you know, I, w- I wish, uh, Terry Dactyl would have been with us so he could just rip his face off. <laughs> well, he'll be, he'll probably be there for 180. So I, and happy birthday to Terry Dactyl. Well, too. I, oh, I that's right. It's his birthday today, isn't it? Terry Dactyl. Should we sing happy no. birthday, Terry no. Dactyl? No. Is he here? Ha- no. He'll be listening. That's all right. Happy birthday, Terry. Happy Let's birthday. Go. Happy birthday, yeah. dear yeah. Dactyl. <laughs> okay, so uh, back to Hoyce. He's an original UFC guy. He was one of the founders of UFC. Well, I wouldn't say one of the founders. Well, he was one I, of the pioneers of the sport. But I think he is credited. I could be wrong on this, but I'm fairly certain that he's credited as being one of the founders of UFC. No, I, I, I would, I would. No. Can we get our stats guy to look that up? No. Are you, are you talking about founder like he's like the president, or like no. one of the people involved in the actual company? No. no. I mean, his family was okay. So. Here locally is an event called the Pittsburgh Vintage Grand Prix. My father was one of the original. How does he turn this to make it about him? Committee members. Well, I'm just telling you. Hey, that, all hell the Mooney family. For, I mean, how long? That race has been going on for over 30 years. Yeah. And he was involved with with that committee with that race. Before it even launched, you know, for their first race, so that's what—that's my reference to Hoist. I bet you he's—I bet you he's one of the founders. Just saying, giving credit. So, anyway, who are the so founders of the my UFC? It's question not him. to you is: I know he's a, you know, big BJJ guy. He's a legend in MMA. Well, he wouldn't call—he wouldn't say he's a BJJ guy. Well, he would say he's Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, same thing. He would say that they're not the same thing. My question is, is he involved with Bellator? And I know that they're at 180 right now, but is this for him? Well, yeah, at 179. Does he see this as, like, grassroots movement in another company, even though they are that far along in their story that he thinks that they're at the point now where they can be in a few years where the UFC is now. Well, I think overall, I think the the feeling with Bellator, now that Viacom is one of the primary owners, is they have a big backing now. So they feel like... That's why they just signed a bunch of young talent. They're bringing in. They just brought in another um, fighter, uh, a female fighter. They just signed her. I can't think of who it is. Liz Carmouche. She just signed oh, with Bellator. Is in there now. 
So they've they've signed they've signed a lot of big names. They they want to build the brand, and so do they see themselves as being. Why did I think she retired? Do they see themselves as being um, as big as the UFC? I can't answer that, but I can tell you that they're they're not they backing down. Right, they aren't conceding. Yeah, they're not backing down. They're mm-hmm. they're they're go. They're not trying to be number two. They're they're going for it. So it remains to be seen if they can get to be as big as the UFC. But um, I certainly so Dana White has said many times that he doesn't worry about the other guys. He just goes and does his thing, and that's probably the right mindset to have but <laughs> they're paying attention got, there's someone to, to pay attention to yeah I mean, they lost you know they they lost some big names to uh to bellator with uh rory going over there i mean but i think for, they're all people they were willing fight. to lose at this at this point they're all people that if they would have tried you know is harder they could have kept it wasn't it was people. I feel like it's people that they were willing to lose at this point. Hmm. But going forward, like Bader, I think was a big loss. Bader is a big loss, and he's now isn't he's fighting for the title. Yeah, now that now that uh, King Mo, who who was actually we were going to be able to break the news that King Mo was pulling out. We were going to be the ones that broke it. Oh, did you? Yeah. But John, no. what happened? He, he didn't, didn't record say that it. in the interview. Oh. He didn't say that. In can the you interview. prove that? Yeah. Can you prove that he didn't say that? I'm pretty yes. sure he did. And actually, you had no idea because I tricked you no. earlier. Yeah, I no, did. Then I replayed it in my mind. And so yeah, he right. came up to you and he said, I want to give your site an exclusive Yep. Give you no. the scoop, no. breaking news, no. the no. breaking story in MMA. No. And John said, hold on, let me press stop. Oh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> Johnny Stats. We know Ryder. It's Johnny Stops. Johnny Stops. <laughs> Recording as soon as the interview starts. How could you do that? Who does something like that? So, yeah. Do you have any other questions about... Um, well, I do, but I mean... Stuff that you know is not podcast worthy. Yeah, everything's podcast worthy. Well, okay, so you already answered about. Let's get to the card. Yeah, you haven't even talked about the card. Well, obviously, the one big fight. um, I wanted to know what the crowd's reaction was like, and that was with Pitbull. Yeah. Now they they played a story that. You know, you, I don't know if you guys got to see in the arena, but um, that these two guys have a ton of respect for each other. That there is no animosity between them, and and at least after the fight, it looked like that. But I was wondering, yeah, it you know, what the atmosphere was like when that fight was about to happen. I don't think there was any animosity between them. I think they're tired of fighting each other. And, I and, don't think so. And in his um, post-fight media scrum that you can find on the YouTube page of Octagon 24-7. Um, recorded by. Re- <laughs> um, Who recorded that? There was a recording issue because, actually, you stopped two of the recordings um, before they were totally over. And then they had to start back up. So I actually had no. to. I actually, yeah, oh yeah. Those they ended, and then the, you know people were like, "Oh wait, can I ask another question?" <laughs> what did they say? Oh wait, oh, I got another question. Did either of you two ask any questions? Oh yeah, I started everything out. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you can actually hear that um, when AJ McKee. That was the first. That was the first one, Strong. and you can hear me asking the questions so that started off. So I saw that video. Yeah, and that's actually available on the YouTube page of Octagon 24-7. Dog, that was awesome. So that was how they had it set up, not like UFCs where they've got the table there and everybody comes out and sits down and, no, and you've got this well, big media entourage. No, 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 no. So the UFC scrums... So they can have scrums after events, or they have scrums like after a press conference or something. And typically, 
like Dana will just sit on the edge of like the stage that they're on and just the media will just come around them. So there's not like a setup for them. But this was just a, you know, the, the what are those called? The backdrop. Well, yeah. And, and, and just us in the backstage. So you just went wherever the fighters were. No, they they, 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 they brought them out they one at a time. Out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So when when AJ's standing there by himself, that's how they did it. They would So so they brought all us media to where AJ was coming and then they brought AJ out and then they were just like everyone just like kind of standing around like doing nothing and I was just like So how you doing AJ? How you feeling after that? You know, or something like that. And then I asked like three questions and then other people started Yeah, asking I remember. Questions. Okay, so that was that was the scrum right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sweet. Because it, it seemed informal. and It was very informal. Yeah, yeah I didn't That's know. That's the point of a scrum. Well, I, I I get that, but. Usually there's more involvement and more people. Right, and, yeah. I just thought that yeah. somebody would come out and say, bring it out, AJ. Yeah. Um, he'll be out here for five minutes. Yeah, no. It was, there was the yeah, one the like one. There would be more of a production to it. That was like. I, he wasn't anywhere near. I didn't even see him on press row, but he was like, like, I don't know, maybe like thirty years old, and like, really annoying. And so he was like the little pipsqueak you just wanted to like elbow out of the way, and he would just like weasel his way to the front and like stand in front of you. And I wish like, we had video of this. And he had his little, he had a little microphone with him, and it was like the. He didn't at first. Yeah, and so he did his own little private interview with AJ. Yeah, at the right end. there at the scrum, and then he had to redo it because with it the would, microphone would, because he was they didn't so get annoying. It. it was so annoying, yeah. and he was like the Weasley little guy. Ugh. it was. Yeah, yeah. I, I was not a big fan of him, yeah. but I, I mean the experience was amazing. <coughs> we talked to um. Um. We talked to you know the Bellator guys. I, I you know I just hope that that that's not a one-off. I think we did a great job with the coverage. I was just gonna say, based on what I saw on the website, yeah, and the things that you guys were feeding me, it looked like we we had some nice coverage for them. Yeah, and and hopefully, you know, they see that, and, and it's our first big event. Yeah, Dan Kitchen. We spent time with him. That was the. The guy at the at the end there that we were talking to, and he was asking about Dom, and he, you know, he he's worked there, so he knows AJ McKee, and was happy for him, and so yeah, I'm I'm happy for AJ. The kid's 22 years old. It's, the kid's got a his future is I, just the ceiling is the roof. I know. The saying goes. Th- through the interview, it seemed like he was level headed, not this big egomaniac. Yeah, he was a cool. Fighter. He was a cool kid. I think he's a kid that, you know, is starting to mature a little bit and start to take it seriously. It I seems did like get a he, sense of confidence. Yeah, he is him. confident. And and he has every right to be. He's undefeated and he he's really good. Yeah. I, I so I, one of the questions I asked him is how how far do you think you're away from a shot? Like how how far do you feel you are? And he said why not in three fights? Why not? And I think that's high. I think he's ready in two fights. I think, I think he competes now. I think he's a stud. Hmm. It's it's interesting, and it I mean, compounded by his the history of his dad, and that his dad's a fighter, and you know, still wants in the ring and looks every bit like he can be in the ring too, yeah. and just so I, I mean that's a dynamic too is. Is is a father? How much do you want to push it? How much do you want to try to hold him back and wait till he's absolutely ready, rather than, you know, maybe getting in a fight earlier than you know. So it'll be interesting. I mean, great fighter, yeah. And it, he just, you know, it seems ready to go. You know, was good. At, you know, answering questions and stuff and. Confident, but not, you know, I, I overly confident. Yeah. Not, you know, just, I, very likable, great personality, and anything that surprised you during that stuff. 
I I think I was surprised that we were there. <laughs> yeah. I hear you. Yeah. So, yeah, I was. I just wasn't expecting that part of it. So, and I was again. I wasn't there with credentials. So I would, you know, I was. I sat up in the upper deck for the fights. Right. And and then went down and was in the scrum and just surprised. But yeah, I mean, he's AJ's. AJ's the real deal. It certainly is. I, I I couldn't agree with that more. Very cool stuff. Yeah. So I'm I'm definitely I'm hoping 180 comes through for us. Yeah, 180. Uh, I have the application in. You have your application mm-hmm. in. I do. Stats? I don't. I don't yet. I will. Yeah. I will do that. Um, actually, I wouldn't mind going to London either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Hey. <laughs> I'm sure that you'll get the credentials in yeah. London. What's that card look like? Anyone know? I think that I mean I can't remember. I think there's at least one title fight. That's one uh, McDonald's on fighting on that card. Oh, okay. Yep. Um. It's it's a big card. Well, it can't be that big. It's in Wembley Stadium. I don't think they want to. I think they want to get Daly some and, good stuff. Paul Daly and uh, Paul Daly and Rory McDonald, Michael Page, and. Derek yep. Anderson, that's a big... Right. This is a big card. Yeah. Liam McGeary and, and Linton Vassell and Czech Congo, who we saw live who did, in 2011. Yeah. We just... we just uh, That was our... Uh, Fancast, Fight Pass, fan Flashback. Cast yeah, we flashback. don't do those anymore. No. We're not allowed. Well, we're allowed, but we There's don't... There's no point. Yeah. <laughs> They're not going to, hey. So we'll have to come up with something for DraftKings. Yeah, the DraftKings. Sleeper pick. The DraftKings sleeper pick. Yeah. That'll be on the next episode. Did anyone catch um, UFC Nashville? Yes. Saturday night? What would you think? I was tweeting for that. Oh, were you good? Yeah, it was good. Um. I mean, I've seen so many fights. I got to look up to remember. Cub Swanson seen, didn't get, didn't finish the fight. He went the distance. It was, was, it was a good fight, though. It was, and I'm, I'm, I mean, anytime you don't, uh, he was obviously winning the fight, but anytime you don't finish a fight, you risk getting caught. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I don't know. It just I had the fight like, closer than. Uh, than what the judges had, I had a three-two for for Cub, but um, it was it was a pretty good. Uh, it was a brawl. Pretty good fight. It was a brawl. So I heard the first round was pretty close, and then Cub Swanson pretty much dominated after that. No, I I mean I thought I thought I wouldn't say he had dominated. But. He was in control. I wouldn't use the word dominate because I didn't really get any sense of Lobov being in trouble to the point where he was ready to get submitted or a TKO. Yeah. But um, But Swanson controlled the fight. You know, to to his credit, though, uh, Lobov stood there and took everything. Uh, this was a good card. The, it was. So, Mike Perry, did you see his? It, I didn't get to see that, dude. That elbow was oh. crazy. Yeah. That was the like. Yeah. What happened to Jake Ellenberger? I don't know, and I was just I mean, gonna say that because we talked about his. Who, who did he fight last time? And he won, and and I was talking about that and saying that was no we, he he lost the Masvidal, he beat Matt Brown. Okay, and, okay that that's what. Yeah, he beat Matt, Matt Brown. That's right. Yeah, and who we saw in 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 uh, Cleveland, the Mohegan Sun. No, we saw him at the Mohegan Sun too. Yeah, he's, uh, he's he said, he recognized me. He literally was like, "Hey, what's up? How's it going?" Like, I'm like, "Oh man, he recognizes me from two from." 
203 is 203. where it started, yeah. Yeah, yeah so we talked with him. I mean, we, we were around those guys. Was Ricky there? So No, I didn't see Ricky. Ricky Lundell. That, I, I wish I would have been there for that moment. It was so It was awkward. It wasn't good. It wasn't funny. It was so just awkward. a refresher, you know, for uh, for our new listeners. This is when we're in Cleveland. Ricky Lindell is uh, a well-known coach in the MMA world, and uh, myself and Terry Dactyl were just kind of walking around the hotel, and we had, Dan, Dan says. Do you want to go work out? I was like, well, sure, why not? It's been like 12, 15 years since I've done that. <laughs> and you only do it. Why is that? Because you get too muscular. Right, that's it. And you can see that right there. There it is. Yeah, where? So we go down there, and and Dan's going through his professional workout. He's, he's doing his... Uh, well, no, he didn't even put weights on the bar. That's right, I forgot. So, after about five minutes, we see this guy come in. Not a very big guy, but he just strikes up a conversation, starts talking to us. We ended up talking to him for, I don't know, five minutes. And uh, he introduced himself, said his name was Ricky. Dan says, are you, you uh, with UFC or whatever? So, he, he explains he's one of the coaches, blah, 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 and... So, I can't remember if it was the next day. It was the next day because you guys were in the middle of the night. It was like midnight. So, I don't know where I was. Um, I I can't remember where I was in the lobby. But you were in the lobby, the hotel lobby, talking to Drew Dober. I was. We're having a conversation. I'm talking to a professional mixed martial artist a who's good about, conversation. To, about to fight that day or the next day. Mm-hmm. And I'm just talking to him, oh, you know, how you feeling, blah, 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 whatever it was. It was, it was a casual conversation with a fan and a fighter. And, and, over walks a obnoxiously <laughs> awkward, Orang- awkwardly outgoing pterodactyl, and he's like, "Hey, <laughs> Ricky, Ricky, ladies and gentlemen!" You know, he goes, "Ladies and gentlemen, uh, what is he? Ricky? No, he. I know he, but he 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 said." World famous trainer Ricky Lundell, and he points at and Drew. he points at Drew Dober, and we're like, he's like, oh yeah, like, and I'm like, I'm thinking like, do I not know something here? Did they talk earlier? <laughs> what are they talking about? And then he just walks away, and I was like, okay, bye, and I just ran away. And I'm like, what were you doing? And he's like, Ricky Lindell. I'm like, that's Drew Dober. He's like, that looks just like Ricky Lindell. With no shame to him whatsoever. He had had no embarrassment. Like, you're an idiot, dude. You're like a tool bag. To this day, there's no embarrassment. It's, It's pathetic. And then I say, oh, I interviewed Hoist Gracie. And he's like. Oh, cool. But you could name uh, Terry Taylor. From, they used to be in the WWE, and he'd be like, Oh, Terry Taylor! <laughs> <laughs> it's really odd. All right, do you have any other questions? I don't. You don't? No. Okay, we're good. Um, we are going to... We're going to wrap this one up. We're, we're, we're over time already. And so we look forward to... Um, being back with you next week and we will um, be talking about all kind of good MMA stuff the MMA news we kind of skipped over some news we'll catch all of that news up next week 
Uh, thank you so much for listening to us. Again, we want to thank Bellator. They were gracious hosts to us at our first major uh, event. And we're looking forward to many more. Um, and we'll give them great coverage. And so on behalf of the crew for Octagon247.com and MMA FanCast, this is Ryan Middleton signing off and saying good night and God bless. What do you guys do? You guys think that Altieri's ever gonna like do this again? Maybe. I don't know. He will. We've already ninety-three views for the McKee scrum part one. Fifty-four for. Patricio Pitbull. Only 15 for McFarlane. She's so cute.